Mike Frerichs joins us this morning, State Treasurer. Michael, how are you, sir? I am wonderful. Good morning and a belated happy Independence Day to you both. Well, thank glad you. To, glad to hear that. Boy, we sure had a lot of excitement in the in the state of Illinois yesterday with everything going on. It was not the 4th of July I'd hoped for. After yeah. a couple of years of many parades being canceled by COVID, I was excited to get back out. I actually had texted last friend, my good friend Bob Morgan, uh, state rep up in Highland Park, uh, who uh, was a student down at U of I. I've known him since he was involved in student government here and said, hey, what time's Highland Park Parade uh, this uh, uh, Monday? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I also was supposed to be in Skokie, and I didn't think I could make both parades, so yeah. uh, I avoided Highland Park. I was at the Skokie lineup when I got the news and just changed the day. I guess they canceled several parades up in the Chicago area after that uh, happened at Highland Park. They did. Uh, I was scheduled to be in a couple of parades after that that yeah. uh, happened, and uh, and we all went home and tried to figure out what happened. Uh, the shooter was active, an active shooter, for several hours afterwards, and no one wanted to take that risk that there was someone yeah. who was running between parades and doing this. You just can't imagine that someone chose to celebrate our country's birthday uh, by senseless massacre of parade goers. That's got to be pretty uh, it, tough. It was a rough day. For someone like you who holds a statewide office and you get out there and hit as many parades as you can and, and talk to people and it just kind of goes against everything we try to fit into the July 4th holiday. It was just a bad situation. Yeah. Uh, I, I went to several parades. There was one uh, Friday night, one Saturday morning. It was in Crystal Lake on Sunday afternoon. And I remember very clearly, and it put me in a great mood, I went up and I shook someone's hand, and she said to me, I'm a Republican. And I said, that's okay. And she goes, we all get along today. And I said, we do, and hopefully <laughs> tomorrow, right. and hopefully yes. for many days afterwards. And she smiled, and I smiled back and went on running. <laughs> I thought, this is great. We can all get together around our country's birthday. We can all get together of basic freedoms that we enjoy, that we celebrate together. And then yesterday, that hope and joy was just shattered. Yeah, it sure was. What else uh, going on for you right now, Mike? You know, we continue to do things we've been doing in this office, uh, trying to set up more families with college savings accounts, trying to uh, improve our retirement savings program, enrolling more people there. We're over 100,000 with uh, a few hundred thousand more in the next couple of years we're going to enroll. Uh, but it's fun. I tell you guys that uh, my job is like playing Santa Claus 365 days a year. We just recently passed uh, halfway to Christmas, and uh, it is fun to fight to get fight and give return money to people throughout our state. <laughs> that does have to put a whole different slant on, on your job. I mean, it really does. You All these... Uh, you know, well, we look at... You know, Illinois is kind of screwy. I don't know how many states do this. How many of them go in and shut off uh, uh, lockboxes when people have not have ignored them for five years or so? How many states oh, do that, uh, I wonder? It's, it's law in almost every state. There may be different time frames. Uh -huh. uh, but, you know, uh, this, is, this is something that the banks... Um, themselves, if there's no contact after a certain amount of time, right. if no one shows up to pay the, the rental, um, they don't really want to hold these, and they're not allowed to. It's not their property. If someone doesn't claim it, sure. uh, they can't just take ownership of it. They turn over to us, 
Um, and there's some real treasures in there, but there are all kinds of reasons people lose track of their money, and it's my job to fight to get it back into their hands or their loved ones. Because even if someone's passed away, that money still belongs to their heirs. Michael, wanted to ask you about uh, last week's uh, primary. Uh, I don't think there were really any big surprises on the gubernatorial side, but I think it's interesting that already that uh, Governor uh, Pritzker has uh, begun an ad campaign again touting Darren Bailey, much like what he did in the primary, and it seems to be working, I guess. I, I don't know how to look at that. Yeah. yeah, I think the only real surprise in the Republican primary was the margin of victory. Yeah, uh, I yes. think we had seen several polls show Darren Bailey was surging ahead. Um, but, I mean, really just sort of clobbered the field, and that was uh, a bit of a surprise. It's not a big surprise that Governor is continuing. His, his message really hasn't changed. He had a message that says Darren Bailey is too conservative for Illinois, um, but Republican primary voters like that. He's going to continue <laughs> with the same message and uh, assume that Democrats and independents will not. Um, so I don't think there's much difference in the advertising uh, coming from uh, Governor Pritzker from pre-primary or after. He, he has real consistency. I think the real inconsistency was Richard Irvin and yeah. his record, mm-hmm. which changed overnight. Uh, I heard a lot of people say that Governor Pritzker was meddling in the Republican primary. I think the Republican primary voters said the person meddling in the Republican primary was Richard Irvin and Ken Griffin, yeah, taking someone who had been a Democrat in the past and trying to portray them as being a Republican. That was kind of a... Bizarre set of circumstances, and then, boy, when uh, all that personal stuff came out about his girlfriend and this and that, he dropped like a rock and was out and nothing flat. Yeah, I think uh, he, he he also uh, skyrocketed. You know, Ken Griffin had uh, a lot of money, but $50 million oh, sure. behind him. Yeah. And when he was the only person on the air, um, Republicans were saying, oh, we'll give this guy a chance. But as they learned more and more about him voting Republican primaries and personal issues and previous things he had said seemed to contradict the things he was saying in his commercials. Uh, you know, Darren Bailey may be conservative, but no one's really accusing Darren Bailey of flip-flopping. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, people can vote for someone they don't agree with on every issue as long as they feel they can trust them. Uh, when you lose that trust, if people think you're untrustworthy or lying to them, um, it, it's hard to vote for that person. Well, C.W. and I were just talking about this off the air this morning, uh, the fact that uh, Darren Bailey is not only in hock to the governor, so to speak, because of the campaign in the primary, but, boy, he's starting out with him the same way with this. And if Darren Bailey doesn't put up an ad, he's still got all this coverage. It's just kind of wild because – no Republican is going to believe anything that the governor says about Darren Bailey, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of wild to watch this whole thing unfold. Yeah, you got to be careful what you ask for. I mean, Darren yeah. Bailey, uh, uh, five years ago, no one knew. No, no. One no. Uh, now he's he is widely known with lots of name ID in Illinois. And, and yes, he's probably too conservative for the majority of voters here. Uh, but in politics, a lot is uh, a lot is name recognition, and it's uh, catching lightning in a bottle. It sure uh, that's is. The great thing about great thing about politics is we all think we know who's going to win, and then things change. <laughs> I'll tell you, six, six months ago, I would have I would have bet on Rodney Davis. Oh yeah, I don't and I don't gamble because I didn't think it was I mm-hmm. didn't think it was a gamble. 
I was wrong on that one, too. Yeah. Uh, election Day surprised me, especially the margin of, of victory. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that Mary Miller was closing in on him, but I, I didn't think she'd get over the hump with it. I really didn't think so. And that mm-hmm. was a pretty wild race. Uh, it was. I'd, I'd worked with Rodney for the last 10 years. Uh, we didn't agree on everything, but we had open lines of communication. I'd go visit him when I was in D.C. He would call me when he was in district. Um, and uh, Republican primary voters just sort of uh, uh, voted out experience. Uh, they voted for people who were angry, whether it be Mary, Mary Miller or Darren Bailey. Uh, not a lot of experience in government, but that seems to be what, what they want right now. We'll see if general election voters have that same level of anger or um, distrust of experience. You know, I read an article in the Gazette on that, and they were talking about past races and this and that, and they said the average congressperson around here lasts about 10 years. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, Yeah, it seems like if go. they don't agree to term limits, the voters agree to term, li- term, li- term, li- term limit them. Yeah. And, uh, and Rodney sort of hit that 10-year mark. Maybe that's uh, uh, one of those expiration dates. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. All right, sir. Thanks for your time this morning. We sure appreciate it. Thank, thank you very both. Boy, I'm getting tongue-tied today. Thank yeah. you both very much, and uh, <laughs> enjoy this uh, nice warm summer. All right. You thank too. you. We appreciate it, Mike. Thank you, sir.